Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Lake Show. I'm in studio. It's nice and warm indoors. Hanging out with Josh Wheeler for the next three hours. I know that outdoors, not so much. It's 16 degrees outside. Although, I got to admit, it may be 16. It doesn't feel like it's 16. But... But clearly, winter has arrived uh, without the snow. But I'm happy to be here on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830 WCCO. A a Monday night show with the Minnesota Vikings playing Monday night football. Uh, We have breaking Minnesota wild news from about 90 minutes ago uh, with the uh, the firing of Dean Everson. So we got a lot of stuff that we'll get into over the course of the next three hours. But I wanted to start with, I think, a topic that everybody... um, would can can make a connection to. And in life, trusting people, it means so much. To be able to trust your spouse, your friends, your family. And I know, I know that folks think that it's a given, right? Trusting your family. That's not a given. Not everybody trusts they, their family members. But trusting one another is something that is important. For all of us. Now, one of the most important individuals that I feel that many of us, if we trust them, we feel really blessed about is, well, two, our doctors and secondly, our dentist. I got an appointment to go to my dentist next week. I love my dentist. And it's funny because a lot of people, they hate going to the dentist, right? I don't have any issues at all going to the dentist. At least that's how I how I feel. Because I feel like I have one of the best dentists in the world. She is absolutely amazing. And even going beyond your dentist, your personal doctor. If you have a great relationship with your personal doctor and you trust your doctor, you are going to, I think, more so than not consistently go to that doctor and get your checkups, and get your yearly physicals, and all of that good stuff, which we should all be encouraged to do. I bring all of this up because there was an article in the Minneapolis Star Tribune that caught my eye about a doctor, an emergency room doctor, that was dismissed in Grammaray at the North Shore Hospital. And it has a lot of people in that community up in arms, and they're really, really upset. And 
it was interesting to me because the thing that touched me about the article was they mentioned a woman by the name of Michelle Miller. Says she was relieved last summer when paramedics took her to the ER and and a specific doctor that was removed um, November the 1st, Dr. Bruce Dahlman. He was there. I think that we all know what that feeling is like. When you go somewhere and you see that person that you trust, that person that makes you feel comfortable, that that they are there and you breathe that what? That sigh of relief, okay? Dr. Dahlman has worked there for three decades. Three decades. Humanitarian of the Year in 2020 by the American Academy of Family Physicians. And so when I saw this and I'm going through and I'm reading the story and what Michelle Miller had to say, quote, you have to know him. The man just reeks of integrity. She says his dismissal feels rotten and wrong. I don't recognize anyone at the hospital anymore. It's all just traveling doctors. There's a few things that I took away from this story. First and foremost, we all understand the dynamics of what's going on in the country with jobs and staffing and lacking people and lacking bodies and all of that, okay? And they do mention and talk about some of that here in this article. She says, if you call 911 from anywhere in the vast region, if you fall down a cliff and break your leg, you're going or you're coming to the ER. I, I look at this and everything that I saw with this particular story. There's one issue more than anything that I have a problem with. Because we're talking about trust here, right? We're talking about you want to trust when you go to the hospital. Everybody loves a familiar face. The issue that I have, and we still don't have any definitive information, even with this article put out by the Star Tribune, is why. I think that the people of the Grand Marie community, they are old to be told why the doctor is no longer there. And I think for, for, for people in that community, for them to feel like they are getting the proper and the adequate help, and, and they're being told now by the hospital, okay, the North Shore Hospital, that, that looked, we're servicing everybody. This is not affecting anything. But when you have residents, when you have people that want to know why somebody that's trusted, somebody that's been around, somebody's no, why they're no longer there, I think that they're owed an explanation. It's infuriating. I, I can see why these people are angry as someone who has specific doctors, specifically an oncologist, who if something like that happened, I would be a little concerned too because that is the one person that was, you know, at the bedside for all my chemo treatments, at the bedside for all my blood transfusions, at the bedside for anything I went through in the hospital and has done all of the overlooking of my case when it comes to having cancer. I could see how this is going to – it's going to create an uproar. This is just the beginning of what – could become quite something up in Grand Marais for a lot of people. Well, in, in the article, they say who was – they ask the question. They say who was responsible for Dr. Dahlman's dismissal. Yeah. It's in dispute. They say hospital yep. leaders said there was, issue, there was uh, issued no corrective action against the doctor. 
Um, they're talking about the, the medical staffing agency this, uh, from South Dakota that employed him. Uh, the agency's chief executive director declined to comment, calling it a confidential matter. Mm-hmm. I, I just where, – where do you guys fall with this particular topic? Do you guys agree with me or do you think that these people in that community are owed no explanation at all and that you just move on with the rest of your life? 651-461-9226 because I, I think it's only the right thing to do for the people in that community – for them to get that explanation, then they will have some sort of resolution. It doesn't mean that the people in the community have to love it, like yeah. it. They could hate it. Even if it's even if it's a softened explanation, we're not ask, we're not asking for like documents and stuff like that. We're just saying like, what's the gist of the story here? What's what's going on? I just I, I think that the people in that community right now they're probably in a situation where they feel like something is being. Hidden, yeah, and you never want that. Yeah. But 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 you are a cancer survivor. Yeah, you're, you're some. There are people that you trust, right? Correct, and that made you feel comfortable, right? Yeah, and hey, that's I love, kind of the situation here. Yep. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. If you'd like to weigh in on this topic, I'd love to hear from you, and we can we can talk about this because I am one of those individuals that when I go to my dentist. I trust my dentist. I appreciate it. And look, it's one of those things. Whenever you come across a good dentist or a good doctor, do you leave? I mean, we always hang out and stay with a good doctor or a good dentist. To me, good doctors are hard to come by at times in terms of having that trust. I'm not saying that there's a lack of good doctors out there. I'm saying in terms of making that connection with that person that you really, really like, that's a special thing. Let's go to let's go to Clark in Saint in uh, Saint Paul. What's up, Clark? Hey, Lake. How you doing? Huh? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, unfortunately, in these circumstances, in my experience, it's just a legal thing. You just can't talk about it because then they can sue you. So it could be anything from like they did something really bad, mm. um, did something illegal. You know, who knows why? But if they come out and say like. Hey, because of this, or it might have been this, then that person has grounds to sue them. And so it's it's totally sad because no one ever finds out, and you feel like almost a little suspicious, like, wait a minute, is there something going on? But most of the time it's negligence on their part, at least in my profession, which is like we have to let go of people, and then it's like, okay, we can't talk about it, but if you knew, everyone would be glad. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Do you think that the longer – or the more that they don't say anything about what the the reason for the the action is, do you think that, that will continue to kind of create that that distrust from some of the people that are quote patients of this outlet? I I think they they won't ever be able to say anything. So yeah, it can increase the mistrust, but I think it, now it's on them to get somebody in there and make them happy. Yeah, yeah, and undo the wrong. I hear you. Hey, thanks for the phone call from Clark and St. Paul. 651-461-9226. And, yes, there are always going to be those type of things, right, when you're talking about um, issues behind the scenes, lawsuits and stuff like that. It's it's a super interesting to see people step up and they say, especially in a time where you're, you're lacking people yeah. because of staffing yeah. and stuff like that. And I honestly think it could be a Grand Marais thing, too. Like, I, maybe this would get an uproar from a smaller town, too. But Grand Marais is a pretty wide, va- like, a, it's, it's a big it's a big area. 
You've been up there. I have been. Yeah, a long time ago, about 20 years ago. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful, it's best place to go in the summer and even in the fall. I'll tell you this right now. The pictures that I've seen look phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. Look phenomenal. All right, more of your phone calls and more of your reaction. We'll take those phone calls next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830 WCCO. Reacting to this a story from the Strip uh, about the doctor that's been dismissed in Grand Marais. And um, just people kind of wanting to know why. Um, are they owed an explanation? Um, should they be told anything about the situation? The, maybe kind of like the underlying, maybe whatever the issues are. 651-461-9226. Uh, some of you have reacted on the City of Plumbing Talk and Text Line. We'll get to a phone call here in just one second. But uh, one of the uh, the texts, it says uh, uh, it could be a situation that the doctor is an addict. In that case, it probably does not want that info out. And hospital agreed in order for him to just go away. Uh, this one says you are wrong. No explanation needed. What about if he had an affair with staff? Well, this is the deal. And, and, and I get those. I get that explanation. But there's something I want to note here. That Dr. Dahlman, okay, this is going back to a November 16th community meeting. Dahlman accused hospital leaders of pushing him out because of his opposition to policies that he believed undermine patient care. Quote, that's the closest thing I can come to, he said, that I am an insurrectionist. So if he's talking and speaking out in a community meeting in a public way, then they could come out and say w- what the comeback is. Now, now clearly that's not been put out there, but they're at odds over something. And he didn't get like he's given his side of why he thinks, but we don't have the other side of that story. Let's take a phone call from KW in Minneapolis. How you doing, KW? Oh, good, Lake. Uh, you know, for this doctor, and I want to make another comment as well for this doctor. You know, it could be because he uh, he is probably an at will employee, so the employer can you know terminate his services, you know, at any time for any reason. You know, that's that that's lawful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, 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 you know, I, I'm thinking that it was something more probably serious than him being outspoken against certain policies. But you know, that, that's just you know my opinion. But Lake, um, I, I guess the the premises the the premise of your topic was about trust. Yep. And th- and and there. There's one. There are people who we trust, and we don't even know. And it's the person on a on a two lane street, uh, you know, on a uh, two way street. The person on the other side of the street driving their car. You trust them to stay on that side of the road. Yep. Yeah. Is that it? And that's it. Lake. Lake. All right. Th- thanks. Go for the- Vikings. Go Vikings. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the phone call from KW. And yeah, I think that. And he's right. Like the the crux of what I'm discussing and talking about, it's more than just. Dr. Dolman. Yeah. It's it's about that community and them wanting to trust. They hear from him in the community meeting. He says one thing. They don't really get anything else from the other side. And I, look, I understand. Like a, a previous caller had mentioned, maybe there's going to be some sort of lawsuit coming out of this, whatever. But it, it, it makes everybody feel a little bit uneasy, just like the woman that's mentioned uh, in former patient um, who would go visit the hour, Michelle Miller. She feels uneasy about it. She, she'd like to know why somebody that's been trusted for so long in that community yeah. for three decades, why they're no longer around. It just doesn't add up. 
Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, I, I, I'm curious to see where this goes as far as the details, if they even, you know, like we discussed, if, if, if it even is released well, out to the public. And it is interesting how he comes out in, in a community meeting yeah. and says what he says. Yeah. He doesn't go because it's almost as though, like, he gave that little bit of a nugget, like, I think that they're pushing me out because of this, but he doesn't really truly know. Mm-hmm. He, he, he and, and let me repeat, in a November the 16th community meeting, Dolman accused hospital leaders of pushing him out because of his opposition to policies that he believed undermine patient care. So then it's almost like when he says that, yeah. he's putting it on them to come out and say, no, this is not the case. Yeah. Do, do I think that we'll ever truly get to the bottom of it? Probably not, no. right? Like I, th- no. I think that that was what one of the callers was insinuating. Yep. I think it's something that people on the text line are insinuating as well. I think at the end of the day, though, it is it's sad that the people in that community um, will never truly kind of maybe know all of the things um, that that happened, but that's so is life. Yeah, it's one of those unfortunate like we're just going to move on and you're just going to have to deal with those situations, and that's it's it's sad. Yeah, I um. I, I I totally when I think about trusting doctors and yeah. trusting my dentist and all that stuff, the, the, your your trust with your doctor is a different type of relationship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And for some, it's a matter of life and death. And with every doctor, you don't act the same. Yeah. They're not. It's not like you walk into a hospital or a doctor's office and you emotionally can connect. With every single person that you're gonna that you're gonna have in your life, and yeah. I, and I tell you this right now, there are doctors that I've been blessed to have, where I feel like they understand me, they listen to to what I have to say. They're good, they're they're great listeners, right? Sure. And we have a great communication. I had a pretty good doctor, let's just say ten years ago. Not really a talker, mm-hmm. right? Not not really a talker, oh, yeah. but but a good doctor. Okay, since retired. At the very end before retirement, though, um, I went a different way just because I was feeling and dealing with something, um, and I, I wanted more answers, and I felt like my doctor wasn't communicating enough with me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because they weren't a good doctor or anything like that. I just needed a, a talker. Yeah. I, ne- I needed somebody to be able to talk. Hey, tell me what's, what, what are you seeing, what do you sense, because you're the experienced person. And you want that for everybody else. Yeah, and I, and I I've recently went through the same situation where it's like, you know, I'm start I started developing health issues towards the late of late, latter of last year and earlier this year and needed answers. And unfortunately, yep. the the primary that I've had, who I've never really had like a whole lot of communication with, you know, during my visits, it's just like I wasn't getting anything. I'm like, I, I need something else. I need somebody else to give me. I had the same thing. and things to figure this out. Yeah. yeah. No, I need I need a person that is always going to be number one a good listener. Yeah. And somebody that can communicate with me. Yeah. And, and just like cuz I'm somebody that's going to have plenty of questions. Yeah, correct. And you and, are the and, expert. And, and and don't and and somebody that's not going to tell me something I already like give me some new information. That's kind of the key thing with me is I'm not looking for redundant answers when it comes to my visits. I, I'm paying a lot of money to go to his doctor. That's it's not like it's free. So I'm looking for valuable information from these people. Yep. Hey, uh, 651-461-9226. Let's take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather. And then coming up next, the breaking news of the afternoon with Minnesota sports, the Minnesota Wild 
fired. Dean Everson, the coach, they have a new coach. Uh, was this a shock? Was this surprising? Jesse Pierce, Bardown's Beauty Podcast and NHL.com. She joins us next year on The Lake Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. Minnesota Wild are back in action tomorrow, Tuesday night, against the, uh, the St. Louis Blues, but they will be without... Head coach Dean Everson and top assistant Bob Woods, they were both let go, released, fired earlier today. And they have hired a new head coach by the name of John Hines. Joining me to break it all down is Jesse Pierce, host of the uh, Bardown's Beauty Podcast as well as NHL.com. Uh, Jesse, always a pleasure to have you on the show. And we will start with just the obvious question. How shocked or surprised were you when you heard the news that broke about two hours ago? I mean, it's a tough call. I think we all saw the writing on the wall. I believe Dean Evson did it because Dean was the easiest chip to fall. The coach is usually the first to wear the scarlet letter when a team is performing badly, and the Minnesota Wilds are performing incredibly bad. So a little surprised because I thought maybe he had until the end of the week, given the quick turnaround of games, starting with St. Louis at home tomorrow, followed by on the road to Nashville. But uh not surprised in the respect that, again, Bill Guerin had to make a move to try to wake this team up, and unfortunately for Dean, that was him going out the door. When you've watched this team here over the course of this seven-game losing streak, because um, you watch every game, you break it all down, you do a phenomenal job with the podcast, you do a great job um, just in, in terms of all of your coverage, what are you seeing over the course of this losing streak? Do, do they look just absolutely lethargic? Um, have they had some tough breaks, or do you just look and you're like, man, this is this is just not working at all? It's just not working at all. I mean, I think a lot of people love to go back to last year and say, hey, it's the same team that had 100 points last year. Yeah, but last year was an unsustainable way to win. The Minnesota Wild backed into so many of those victories, and they got a lot of good puck bounces, and they have not gotten any of those. I mean, certainly you create your own luck. 
but really it's the same team. It's just the team that's not getting the bounces correctly. And that team is just not very good when you move everything away from it, especially when you have your top players like Matt Boldy and Kirill Kaprizov incredibly underplaying and underperforming. Um, that's never going to help. But in general, this team is kind of who I thought they were. It's just unfortunately maybe even a smidge worse. They look disinterested. They look mad out there and not in the good way. So it's going to take more than a coaching change, I think, to turn things around, but it's a start. Let me ask you this because I don't know um, necessarily all the dynamics of NHL coaching, but I know that in the NBA, for instance, I'll just use that as an example, uh, when you have a well-known player or the top player or the the most valuable player on a team – you know, if they're going to make a coaching change with the Philadelphia 76ers, they're going to go to Joel Embiid and say, hey, we're looking to do this. What do you think? If you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves, they'll probably go to um, either Carl Anthony Towns or possibly Anthony Edwards and say, we're looking to do. In the NHL, is that a thing, too, where, where they will go to maybe a career or somebody to say, hey, look, this is what we're looking to do. We need you to sign off on this. Or, or is that not I mean, a thing? It, I think it probably kind of is. I don't know for certain. I mean, certainly you look at the Edmonton Oilers who fired their coach just a couple of weeks ago, Jay Woodcroft, and Connor McDavid, their superstar, the NHL superstar, seemed very surprised and had no idea. In Kirill's case, I do feel like a lot is passed by him because they're still looking to extend him. They want to keep him beyond the two years that he has left, and I think that starts with what their plan is for the future, beginning with what their plan is for coaching. So I don't know necessarily it holds or carries the weight that it does in the NBA, but I would be surprised if Kirill hadn't at least caught wind of it, certainly, before they made the official move. Yeah, we're talking to Jesse Pierce, co-host of the uh, the Bardons Beauties podcast, as well as NHL.com. She's joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 um, WCCO. John Hines, give me some perspective or just give me some background on John Hines. Who is he? Yeah, I mean, John Hines, a little bit similar to Dean Evson in the respect that he was very successful at the American Hockey League level. Dean Evson had done some really great things as Milwaukee Admirals head coach and then moved around to the assistant, whereas John Hines went from head coach in the AHL up into the NHL with the New Jersey Devils and the National Predators. Unfortunately, Minnesota Wild fans are going to hate to hear that it hasn't been too successful for John Hines with even better teams, better players on some of those squads. Now, I don't know necessarily if that's him or that's within the higher-ups of the organization. Bill Guerin has a relationship with John Hines that goes back to his time with Wilkes-Barre, the Penguins affiliate uh, out there. So we'll see. I'm, I'm being tentatively... We'll see, because you know I still have to meet him and get him on my good side and everything like that before I start talking. Snap, <laughs> you don't want to go on. You don't, you don't want to go in the doghouse right off the jump, right? Not off the jump, but no. I mean, it's it's going to be an exciting time for him. I mean, certainly a coaching change can spark new things in different players. And again, I don't think Dean Epson ever lost control of the room by any stretch. But I think maybe it could be really good. We'll have to see. Again, I'm more curious to see what that looks like. If he's just because he's going to be an interim coach or if he's going to be a full-time coach, we will see. You know, one of the things, Jesse, that uh, about Bill Guerin, because I like Bill Guerin, is he, he doesn't come across as a guy that's impulsive. Like, he's not going to be a knee-jerk guy. He's, he's a guy that's going to look at everything, and he's going to say, hey, you know what, I've given it enough time. We, we try to figure this thing out, and I just got to pull the trigger on this, on this situation. I have some trust in Bill Guerin that, that, that way. Do you? Yeah, I mean, always. There's always 
certain questions, but Billy G, everything I've ever questioned, he ends up proving me wrong and saying, hey, see, you should have trusted me. So, I mean, with the quick turnaround to get John Hines here and available, you have to know Bill Guerin was looking at this for longer than he probably alluded to, right? I mean, they had just played in Detroit yesterday afternoon, and that loss certainly didn't help Dean Evson's case. But he knows John Hines better than I do. He has worked with him longer. So, I mean, there there could be something there. And, I, you know, I questioned Dean Evson after the firing of Bruce Boudreau as well, and I was pleasantly surprised with that. So Billy G always has something up his sleeves, and it usually works out for the betterment of the Minnesota Wild. What do you think is going to be the toughest thing for Coach Hines to uh, to try to figure out or, or try to work through with the Minnesota Wild to get them back on track? Can I say everything? Because it kind of <laughs> feels that way, right? I mean, unfortunately for the Minnesota Wild, it's not just one area that needs improvement. It's every area of the team from goaltending to defense to special teams to, to offense and getting their superstars going. I think that's your first thing. I would, you know, the defense has really, really struggled. And John Hines has been known as a very defense first minded coach. So that will be good. Maybe you get back to some of those old tendencies where the Minnesota Wild always hung their cap up on a good defense. But really, if I were John Hines, I would need to get Kirill Kaprizov going. I need to get Matt Boldy going. You need to get that offense figured out. And why are they not scoring? As well as the penalty killing. That's obviously of utmost importance. They have allowed the most power play goals in the NHL this year. So I think those two things have to be top priority. And at the end of the day, just getting the puck in the back of the net would be uh, pretty crucial at this point to start getting some two points each night. Hey, Jesse, why was Ryan Hartman suspended? He slew-footed. It was actually, they called it a trip, but it looked like a slew-foot, so he kind of stuck his leg out, stuck his foot out to intentionally trip a player, which their cause for concern is safety of the player. If he had smacked his head too hard or if he had twisted his knee up just right. So a two-game suspension for Ryan Hartman, which at least, I guess, allows a call-up for the Minnesota Wild. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, sometimes when it rains, it pours, but also it was a stupid penalty on Ryan Ryan Hartman's case. And he gets the two-game suspension because... He's a repeat offender. This is not his first suspension. Uh, I don't even think it's the first of the year. Yeah, he's not a I, – I will protect him. I don't think he's a dirty player, but he sometimes makes some very boneheaded decisions out there on the ice out of frustration. I well, think. you don't want to – I mean, there's so much, I mean, talk about safety and hockey and everything that just unfortunately, you know, with the, with the tragedy that we had last month. So, guys got to be careful. Ryan, what are you doing, my man? I know. I'm telling the mo- it's an emotional game. I think he lets his emotions get the best of him uh, more often than not. Because certainly, Bill Guerin and Dean Evson have both had conversations with Ryan about some of the penalties he takes in retaliation. All right, Jesse. A couple of final things, and then we'll let you go. Um, you not only cover uh, the NHL and the Minnesota Wild, you also cover the Minnesota Vikings. I-, I must ask you, who do you have tonight with this uh, with this game on Monday Night Football? Skull, baby. I mean, you gotta be at the Chicago. Wait, wait, are Bears. you saying? Hold on, hold on, wait, wait. You said skull, baby. Are you saying? Are you saying that as like as a fan girl, or are you saying that as as a media that's member? A that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a team's more fun to cover when they're winning. I've already got the losers covered on the hockey side. I'd like to cover a team that's doing something, right? So well, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, but we're as, we're only as good as our last game, and our last game we lost. To Denver. It, well, that's true. I mean, but you still saw enough good, I think. I think they've kind of figured out. I'm loving Brian Flores' defense this year. Um, I mean, the bar was on the ground, certainly, last year. But I think the defense, if the offensive line can kind of tighten up a little bit, I think if you see uh, a good Josh Dobbs, we should be able to run the field over Justin Fields. Okay. All right. So, last thing, I'm looking at your Twitter account, and you've got the really cool header of you sitting in the seats. Okay, in the yeah. arena. 
Yeah. Uh, where would a person like myself or maybe anybody out there just listen to the show, where can we find one of those really cool Bar Down Beauties podcast hoodies? Uh, that is a nice hoodie. Sodastick.com releases them. They do special releases. So you got to get in during those exclusive windows. Oh. We'll work with Soda Stick, but they're nice, right? I mean, they're, co- good. they're a nice hue of red and pink kind of combo. It's, it's nice. Oh, so it's wait, it's red and pink. Is that because I can't tell? Because you got a it's, it's like black a black. Oh uh, yeah, it's a black yeah. and white picture. Okay, all right. So mm-hmm. all right, so I just I need to know like when that window opens back up if I can get one of those hoodies. But you got to autograph it for me. So I got you. That's deal. The, that's the hundred percent deal. That's the kicker. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, joining me on short notice. But uh, but the breaking news and the big news of the day with Dean Everson no longer being the coach. I appreciate your time. Always, Lake. We'll talk to you. All right, take care. That's Jesse Pierce. Check out the podcast, Bar Down Beauties Podcast. Also, find work for NHL.com. Always uh, giving me some time here on The Lake Show. Uh, Your calls, your reaction, what do you make of the wild? Seven games losing streak. It cost Dean Everson his job. Your calls next year on The Lake Show. Dean Everson out as the head coach of the Minnesota Wild. Your reaction, your thoughts. 651-461-9226. Couple of, um, man, you fade the music too fast for me, my man. (laughs) It's not a long one. That one's not a long one. Oh, man, we need some longer bumper. All right, uh, let me get to a couple of text messages then. I know that uh, Josh Wheeler wants to vent a little bit. He has an issue with this. Uh, This from the 651, no question. It's a small clubhouse. The team, including Everson, Knew it was decided that Everson was out and just needed a replacement in hand before pulling the trigger. Insiders knew three and a half weeks ago. That long ago? <laughs> That's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, this from the 763. I know this is going back a ways, but after they picked up Flory and started him right away, the team momentum broke and hasn't recovered. The coaches are the fall guys for mediocre management. Wow, call him Billy Garen, mediocre. Sorry, yeah. so 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 let's get into it, Josh. You you're not a fan of this move. I'm not. It's been a very underperforming season when it comes to the players. Uh, when I think the biggest uh, telltale sign of the season so far has been Kirill Kaprizov. He is you know battling illness. That's one thing. Uh, that excuse kind of has a a window, <laughs> and I think after a while it's like all right, you, you're. Yeah, sure. You're probably sick for about a week or two, but you're still not performing. You haven't. You weren't even performing in the first month. So there's one player that's not performing well. Mm-hmm. You have Ryan Hartman, who's just. I love Hartsey. He's a great player, but he's also a liability when it comes to penalties and putting people in the box that for for power, and giving the other team power plays. It's just there's so many different discipline. Undisciplined play is probably the best way to describe the falter that this team is facing. There's a lot of different things that are wrong with the Wild. But, Don't but, get me wrong. But when you're talking about undisciplined players yeah. and you're talking about a team that's stuck, not even in neutral, they're, they've lost seven consecutive games. Yeah. you got to hold people accountable. How do you hold anybody accountable if you don't fire the coach? When you don't have, pe- when you don't have enough people, you can't. they've been playing with three defensemen for the last month, uh, and they just got, you know, people back from injury that when you have injuries and you don't have a lot of depth, which we have not had a lot of depth for the last month, your hands are kind of tied at that point. I understand the coaching, the, the firing, the coach is kind of the fall. That's the fall guys as the one of that's the professional sports. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just don't, I, I think that 
the hammer needs to come down not just on coaching, but it also needs to come down on the players as well. Because I don't feel like there's been a whole lot of discipline when it comes to the higher-ups and the players. Yeah, sure, you <laughs> went to the box for two minutes. But you're not benching Kirill Kaprizov. That's just not happening. No, you're not. But the, there needs to be an adjustment made, I, I, like a serious come-to-Jesus talk or sit down with them or something. I'm sure it's happened. But don't you think that's happened? No, it has. Yeah, so, so I mean, that's not the answer then. Kirill Kaprizov is is a way better player than he's been in the last two months. So something is not right with him. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of players that just are are running around in circles. You look at Matt Boldy. You look at Matt Zuccarello not contributing at all to this team. It's kind of a running running in place scenario with the Wild, and it's just – it's frustrating. <laughs> I, no, get, it, it is, I get, it I get the firing Evison piece. I get the firing Bob Woods piece because the penalty kill, the special teams, not great. Uh, but it's it's a player thing too. The, the reality is this: Dean Evison was a, a solid coach for the Minnesota Wild. I don't think that anybody can dispute that. Yeah. A, a record of one hundred and forty-seven and seventy-seven in twenty-seven touchdowns. That, yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's a good record. But this is where I'm going to disagree with you. As much as I appreciate Dean Everson and what he gave the Minnesota Wild, you know what gets you through a tough stretch like this? Postseason success. Yeah. Which he had none of. None nobody has. So 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 it is not he's not a first year coach. Yeah. Not a second year coach. Not a third fifth season mm-hmm. as the head coach. If you don't have any postseason success, Unfortunately, you're going to be in a situation like this where you're going to be out of a job. And to be fair, this was an inherited team for him. This was, uh, I believe, the Iowa Wild hire that that pretty much was it fell into his lap, you know, through COVID or the, I should say the 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 season before COVID. And then when COVID was happening, it was like, all right, let's scratch the interim term. Let's make him the full time head coach. Mm-hmm. There was up there was ups and downs, like a lot of coaches have. But I also think that this wasn't necessarily like. All right, let's go out and get this guy to lead our team. It was more so let's ride the hot hand while while we have it. Now you need to kind of figure out, all right, what can John Hines bring to this team? And as Jesse pointed out, not looking great. <laughs> well, this is the thing though. I, I think at the end of the day, with Everson, they were they got some juice yes. when he came on and became the uh, you know the full time head yep. coach. Then after that, you know what it's incumbent on that person to do, that person being Dean Ebison, yeah. is go to another level. Yeah. And unfortunately for him, they just weren't able to do the it. And, was and, so high, and, yeah. and, and I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna put it all because like I said before, like if anybody out there thinks that everything that's going on with the Minnesota Wild, that the problems are just Dean Ebison, I would say hundred percent that's false. Yeah. That's just not yeah. true. I've been I've been asked that for the last few weeks when I've talked to people outside of here is whenever they've come up to me, including my wife, she's like, "What's like, what's just going on? What's going on with this team?" I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think anybody really truly knows what what the fix is for this team. It's just that they're they're broken right now. I don't know what's going on with them. It's something I've not seen it, without explanation, at least in a long time. There's there's a few things you can point at, but outside of that, it's like even Kirill Kaprizov's not performing. What well, what is happening? I think I think more than anything. If you say what are the number one things that the fans and the organization want fixed, he's at the top of the list. Yeah, whatever's going on with Kirill Kaprizov, you got to fix that. It's, yeah, and it's a domino effect. Unfortunately, if he's not performing, it's going to kind of falter on a lot of the people below him as far as the 
guys that need him to kind of be at his best because you <laughs> there's three people on a line, at least, you know, left wing, right wing, center. When he's not performing, the other two are not going to really do that great either. And it's just been one of those unfortunate scenarios for that team. And, you know, I have to disagree about the Flurry take. I think Flurry has provided a lot of spark to this team since he's arrived. I think it's was a good good thing to, you know, put some money out there and get somebody like Mark Andre Flurry. <laughs> That's yeah, but you, I would do, never say no to a goaltender like that. Yeah, but do you think the re-signing him that they've gotten what they thought that they were going to get out of him? I don't think that they I think have. He's been all right. Yeah, but I don't. I think that I think that when you re-signed Mark Andre Flurry, you thought that maybe you were going next level. Like yeah. he was going to be a P, he's not in his prime anymore. Yeah, that's just not that's just not it. I mean, more people like Gustafson. I think more people are fans of his. Yeah, but I think so. we're also waiting on. Uh, Jesper Wallstead, who's in in down in Iowa right now, to kind of fully develop before we're ready to bring him up. He's essentially the future of goaltending with this team, and everybody kind of everybody who knows who's a wild diehard knows that he's the next guy up. No matter how good Gustafson is, he's mm-hmm. pretty much like going to be the next. He's going to be here probably next year. Uh, so I don't think Flurry will be around much longer. But like, you got to have some kind of mentorship, and I think that's what he provides to uh, Gustafson and other people on this team. I got you. All right, Doug, coming up next year at the top of the hour, look, there's something that I've been trying to figure out over the course of the last, oh, gosh, I would say the last couple of months. To no avail, I'm lost. I have a dilemma. I need your help. I need your advice out there. I'll tell you what that is that I need help with coming up next year on Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.